channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Sometimes Rich McCann from the ATL show. We have some special guests in the studio today. I'm going to introduce them in a minute, but I want to just keep you waiting and keep you listening. Uh, as always, welcome to the show. Coach B is with me. Ken will be calling back in in a minute. I'm here. Okay, I'm sorry, yeah, Ken. <laughs> Pimba Ken got two offices in uh, ATL. Ken from the ATL. You know what I mean? Must be nice. <clears throat> Ken, I got to get you some information uh, next time we do this Suns Night Hoop so you can shout it out across the world, uh, you know, down in the south because you. Ken used to put in work. He put in work, a whole lot of work. So he gets the information out as well as what we do on the air. Coach B, he's a grinder too. Let me introduce introduce my guest right now, but I'm going to bring him on later on. I'm going to introduce as we go out. They got the assistant executive director, Shannon Smith, with the uh, Suns Night Hoops. And we'll talk more about that going out of the segment and coming back on the full segment. uh, The second segment, we have Ross Hamilton. He's the gym manager. General manager, if you make a mistake. <laughs> and uh, we got Sammy Sock. She's a, uh, you guys may know Sammy Sock. She's just a uh, local nobody, but she's a, uh, <laughs> <laughs> she's a. Uh, <laughs> no, Sam, Sam's good people, man. We get to, you get to know her as she get on, as we go on through the show. Uh, we'll talk a little bit football, guys. Uh, <clears throat> we'll talk that Monday night football right away. The New Orleans Saints. And Ross is like, yes. No. Are you like, oh, I'm a Niners fan. You're a Niners fan? <laughs> yes, sir. Well, let's get into that then. <laughs> <laughs> Ross, you're welcome to join us. I know Ken, Ken's, Ken and these, these guys on top of the game, so I know they watch the game. Um, what you guys think about the game? I know um, to win on the road is always a great win, winning in itself, but they went into there and, and took care of business in San Francisco and Candlestick. Uh, San Francisco did put up a great, valid effort. Even after that Seattle loss, what they should have lost that game to Seattle, then uh, the head coach, uh, Mike Singletary, calls a meeting. As soon as he steps off the plane uh, to get the attention of these guys. And it's the first game. You know, the first week of the season, you don't want to go into panic mode. But, you know, you look at these guys and say, we are a way better team. And I believe they're a way better team than what Seattle was. But then they had the the, uh, defending champs coming in, the New Orleans Saints coming in. Uh, to play, and they want to make sure they get this done. And I think they did everything to get it done outside of the three turnovers that they had. Anytime you turn the game over once, it makes it tough. When you have three turnovers in a football game, it's very tough to win football games against a a, a team that's you know predicated with the uh, the defense they have. They got Drew Brees over there. They got offensive weapons, and unfortunately, uh, Reggie Bush went out of there. And I'll start with you, Coach. Um, what you thought about the game last night? And Ken, and, uh, and Ross, you can jump in anytime since you're a San Fran. <laughs> As as uh, I'm sorry for that, I'm a fan of Royce. My apologies go out to you and your But you know what? Looking at looking back at the at the game and you know last week the turmoil that was going on within San Francisco, you kind of sit back and like really. But that's Mike Singletary. He thinks about a horn. He doesn't let stuff simmer for a while. He goes in there and he kicks it in the butt early. 
you know, listening at some of the pregame stuff yesterday when I got back in from Lehigh Valley, wanted to give props to Lehigh Valley Steel Hawks up in Pennsylvania. We got back in town, I saw some of the pregame stuff, and you look at, you know, Patrick Willis talking trash. He can't wait to cover Reggie Bush one on one. Reggie Bush is not a joke. People don't need to realize a lot. Not all linebackers can cover Reggie. No linebacker can cover Reggie Bush one on one. I don't believe it can happen. It didn't happen last night when Reggie broke his ankles going into the end zone um, with the uh, with the running back slant in, uh, swing slant. That's boom, boom, touchdown. You know, unfortunately Reggie Bush went out. But I think when it all said and done, look at that game. New Orleans won it, but Alex Smith is finally coming around to be what we thought it could be. He played well last night. In that, in that draft out of Utah. You know, him and Reggie Bush played on the same high school team together um, out of high school. But I just think that Alex Smith is now coming around with 80 seconds left in the game. They tie the game up. And, again, you can't give Drew Brees no more than a minute on the clock because he will beat you down. And that's what happened last night uh, with the 49ers. But they're used to getting beat down, so it's all good. Especially with the uh, weapons uh, Drew Brees has, you can't give him a minute and six seconds, uh, and on all you need is a field goal. He went down there and or- orchestrated that, and it took his course, and these guys end up winning the game uh, at the final uh, final seconds. But you're right, uh, Reggie Bush and him being uh, being being able to be covered, it's close to impossible. It's unfortunate he's going to be out six weeks. Uh, yeah. I think he uh, broke a bone in the back of his leg. He broke the fibula. Yeah. He broke the fibula. The fibula. Yeah. Yep, broke the fibula. Okay, Ken, what you what yeah. you? This looks far too familiar, Kwame. I mean, if you look at last year, how the Saints won every game last year, uh, it was always a close game within three to seven points, always coming back at the last minute to win the game. Have we seen this already the first two games of the season? This looks like deja vu all over again. If you go back to last year and compare it to the first two games of the season this year, they're having very, very, very close games. I'm not sold on the New Orleans Saints like I was Last year, as much as last year, now you're talking about you're getting rid of one of your most explosive playmakers, Reggie Bush, for almost six uh, six games to maybe the rest of the year now. This team is going to be a team that's going to be up against the fence every week when they play for the rest of the season. And I, I guarantee you this team is not going to be the same because Reggie Bush meant too much to this offense. This is somebody who can go out there. He can kick off – uh, kickoff, punt return. He, he can catch touchdowns out of the backfield. He can even run up the field and, and, and get you about 40, 50, 60 yards uh, rushing. I, I just don't see this team even – they might make the playoffs, might win the division, but I wouldn't expect this team to move past first round of the playoffs. But don't – when you're building a team, you, you put those explosive um, uh, elements in place with like a Reggie Bush. They got Pierre Thomas over there. It's time for him to step up and be all he can be. Pierre Thomas is a pretty good running back. He – he is to Reggie Bush what uh, Dexter McClendon was uh, to AP out in Minnesota. Uh, these guys can start anywhere in the league. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, they are great backups. So mm-hmm. it's time for them to step up, and 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 that's what you and that's what you want them to do, and that's what you hope that they do when you put this team to come put this team together during the all season, go through all that training camp. Mm-hmm. It's time to step up and make some plays. But he's not the type of player. Pierre Thomas, he's a good running back. He's a good running back, big boy, two uh, two thirty five, running about what, go about six two six three. But he's not a Reggie Bush who can go in there and break Patrick Willis's ankle like he did. He's not the person that can go back there on punt return and run a run the pick kickoff return uh, fifty yards downfield like he did last night or even uh, score a touchdown. Reggie Bush means too much to this offense if you look at everything Reggie Bush does. Pierre Thomas is not going to be able to subsidize that, and they're going to miss Mike 
Bell from last year, who was able to give you that that, uh, that dynamic that Reggie Bush they can expel from. But now, who you got left now that can fill that hole that Reggie Bush did? Nobody. I, th- I think Sean Payton put this together, man. He put a, a pretty good team together. And they're not going to win a lot of games as far as blowing out teams. I, if I can win by half a point, I'll take that win and get on a plane and go back to New Orleans and get some <laughs> home cooking. But they're not going to win those games. These are the defending champs, and teams going to be coming after them. Now, you put that behind you if you're the Saints and say this is the season now. What we did last year was excellent. It was great for everything. It was great for the team, finally for the community, finally for the people of New Orleans. This year is what we're looking forward. We won two games, and we won one uh, in the final second. So let's move on with this game, right? that last game, and say we won. Let's go prepare. There was a lot of mistakes in a football game, and, and Ken and Coach, B, Coach B's back. But, Ken, you know um, – even when you win a football game, there are tons of mistakes that you look back and say, if we'd have done this, we'd have done that, we would have came down to the, the final seconds of the game. Now, Ross Hamilton, you can join in in time. I know you're a same friend. <laughs> yes, fan. I am. Yeah. So you can join in. You can give us your opinion on what you thought about the uh, 49ers. That's your home team anyway. So. That, that is indeed. Yeah, born, born into it. Um, it was a great Monday night football game. You know, you can't take anything away from the Saints being the world champs. A win is a win, you know, coming from, from the, the mindset of the old school. A, a W is a W. Absolutely. You know, they earned it. Um, but in all in all, as, as a San Fran fan, I'm proud of what I saw because I saw a team step up with courage. I saw a team step up, and, and they really took on the challenge. They, they faced that terrible loss in Seattle, right. and they came back and said, you know what, we're a better team, and we're going to prove it. And they went out till the end of the game, and they gave their all. And in truth, when you look at it, aside from the mistakes that they had, those turnovers – they won the game. Right. You know, they, that was their game to lose, and they lost it. And, and I heard on a couple of comments uh, uh, afterwards that uh, some guy said, uh, well, we went toe-to-toe with the world champions. I don't know if he was counting as a moral victory because I thought those guys were good enough to beat the New Orleans Saints. Uh, exactly. And yeah. they've, they've always – I know the last time they met, they met, I think it was like a 36-17 game, a 34-17 game, Saints winning. But still, when you have that much talent that yeah. San Francisco 49, I always thought they had a pretty good defense over there. Um eliminate the mistakes, eliminate the fumbles, mm-hmm. and that's a whole different ball game. Exactly. Now, let's get into some controversy that I want to keep stirring up right now. <laughs> and this is um, Michael Vick. <laughs> I'll get you guys an uh, opinion. That, uh, you guys also love the uh, Minute with Ken. And I don't know if Coach B got uh, anything today. Normally, he, he has a game tonight. Yeah, I got some beef. He got some beef. He's uh, always uh, He always hating on the highest level for just to play the devil's advocate. But uh, Minute with Ken is good. I want to get your guys' opinion on uh, Michael Vick and Kevin Cobb and Andy Reid's situation. And if you if you got a guy that's that's hot right now and a guy that's not, who do you go with when you're trying to win NFL football games? 888-346-9144 is the number to call in if you want to join the show. We got uh, uh, Ross Hamilton. We got the executive director, Shannon Smith, in for Suns Night Hoops. We're going to talk a little bit more about that. We got two minutes to break. We'll go real quick. Um, and we'll add more on to this. Uh, but in the next segment, I want to talk about this Suns Night Hoops. I think it's a great great idea, great cause. Uh, we'll get more into it. And I have the guys here in the studio to speak on it. Ken. Yeah, as much as I love Michael Vick, um, I, I called it in preseason. I said I won't be surprised if this man takes the starting role by fourth week. Um, but unfortunately, this is the NFL. And as you know, Kwame, Coach, you don't lose your job to injury, especially after the first week, Mm-mm. first half. I lost my job. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. That not ain't as, true. Not as much I as won't even injure. Uh. <laughs> not as much as they sacrificed. They let Donovan McNabb go. They have to show that, hey, we did the right thing. Uh, we, we don't want to put our foot in our mouths. 
Kevin Cobb. He took a, a concussion. Uh, we, he's the starting quarterback. Even Vic said it. He's our leader. He's okay with being uh, a backup quarterback, but in the back of his mind. He's not. No, he's from he's Newport okay. News, Virginia. He said, he said and did the right thing, what he was supposed to do. Not go out there to the media like, no, I'm supposed to be the starter. You know, it's my job. I played, you know, and, and start a controversy. Well, Ken, he you know what? the right thing. If you have eyes, you can right see. Thing. Yeah, if you, if you got eyes, use them, and, and, and you're right. He, he's not supposed to go out there and gripe because it is Kevin Cobb's job to lose. I thought Kevin, and we both, uh, I think we all agreed that he played well in Donovan's absence last year. Came out ahead of Monsters' game. He lost one game because the defense didn't uh, show up. Um, but I think he is going to be a pretty good quarterback. But, but what you look when when you see what we saw and Michael Vick, and he's like the Michael Vick that was in the ATL was down there with the Falcons. It's going to be tough. I'm trying to win football games. I'm trying to have friends. Mm-hmm. I want to well, win football games. Well, you guys got to also understand this. We got like you just said, Quam. It looked like the Michael. Coach, Bowl. coach, coach. We're going to hold that. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to take a break. And I'm serious. I want you uh, – boy, don't make me tell you shut up. Uh, <laughs> you always do. We're going to come back and we're going to talk uh, Sons Night's Hoop. And um, we, I do want to get back on this Michael Vick. I do want to get back on Kevin Cobb, talk a little bit more football. we got a minute with Ken, Coach's Corner. This is Kwame Lots of Sports Sometime Rich with Ken from the ATL Show. We'll be back in two minutes. The fans now have a voice to speak their mind. No holds barred. They need a business ass and then move on. I just just think that the coach made a mistake. All crazy. (laughs) NFL, MLB, NBA, NHL. Speak up. Speak up. Or forever hold your mouth. We ain't playing around here. Voice America Sports. Do you love sports talk? Can't get enough sports talk? Have we got a show for you. It's about the NFL training camps, Super Bowl previews, a look at the new starting quarterbacks, and weekly key injuries. We'll take your calls and emails right on the air. Former Philadelphia Eagle James Loving is your host, and you never know who'll drop by for a co-host spot or an interview on the spot. Tune in to Loving That Sports Talk with James Loving every Wednesday at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Don't miss the show that gives you exclusive access to your favorite pro athletes off the field and in our communities. Join host Nick Murphy for Heroes Radio. Hear it directly from the source as we take you behind the scenes with your favorite stars. It's sports, community, entertainment, and fun. And it's all part of Heroes Radio. Tune in Friday afternoons at 5 p.m. Eastern Time, 2 p.m. Pacific, only on the Voice America Sports Channel. You already get the general sports headlines and discussion on TV and radio. Tune in to The Blueprint with Randall Gatewood. Yeah, we'll cover all the general big-name stuff, too, but we go beyond the typical sports radio show to bring you the details you don't get anywhere else. We'll talk about the inspirational stories and the little-known successes. If you want creativity, The Blueprint is the place to be. Tune in every Thursday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Get ready to talk sports with someone who definitely has an opinion. 
but respects yours as well. The beginning of every week is Crunch Time with Keenan Howry. We'll talk about what happened this weekend and what to look forward to next weekend. Keenan and his guests are ready to discuss the issues with you about football and sports in general. It's Crunch Time with Keenan Howry. Every Monday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. And make your voice heard. School to the pros, we, we cover everything. Let your voice be heard. Voice America Sports. Welcome back to the Kwame Lassie Sports. Sometime Rich we came from the ATS show. If you guys remember last week, uh, we talked about, we were on air, we talked about the uh, Suns Night Hoops. I said the guys, uh, Executive Director Shannon Smith will come in and call in, or come in, actually. Uh, but I gave you the information on that. And I want to read some more stuff about it, and I'll bring these guys on. Again, in the studio, we have Executive Director Shannon Smith, and then we have uh, Ross Hamilton, the uh, gym manager, general manager, however <laughs> you want to say it. <laughs> but what it is, man, it's a great cause. It's Suns Night Hoops. Sons Nights Hoops, a program dedicated to young adults in needs of vocational development, educational advancement, and life skills enhancement. The goal of the Sons Night Hoops is to reduce crime, teach essential life skills, which is great, I think. Uh, you give them some life skills, they stay out of a lot of trouble. And it's in direct, uh, with an indirect young men towards f- furthering their education and employment opportunities, providing them with a positive alternative to drugs, game, and violence. Also keep in mind that the uh, Sons Night Hoops is a 501c3. It's a nonprofit organization. And, and just look, thinking of the mission itself, it's, it's a great cause, man. Anytime you can keep somebody off the, off the streets for negative reasons, a lot of times it, it doesn't have anything to do with these guys. They just get caught up in situations. But when you give them life skills, they're able to make those decisions where this is right or wrong. Everybody knows from right or wrong, but sometimes right and wrong doesn't balance out. So when you got a program with Sons Nights Hoop, uh, it, it gives these guys a great opportunity to make the right decision. And the studio, executive director, Shannon Smith. <laughs> uh, executive, I'm, I might be, hold on, let me get that right. <laughs> assistant. I, ex, assistant executive director. <laughs> right. Assistant. Uh, let's give a shout out to uh, Mr. Gary Bushkin. Hopefully he's listening. Uh, he's he's, a, a, he's he, the executive director. Also, that's yeah, why you're saying yeah. no. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'll get back to you. What's, what's his name again? Gary Bush. Gary Bush. I apologize, Gary Bush. I'm just, uh, <laughs> you should have came in the studio. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> hey, Gary Bush, uh, director, assistant, uh, dir- uh, director, you're welcome to the show anytime. Man, got uh, Ross out, Hamilton man. here. <laughs> Thanks, Coach. Thanks. All right, Shannon, yes. t- tell me a little bit more about it. Well, uh, as you mentioned, it's a program to help uh, young men ages uh, 18 to 25 that have um, really gone through life struggles, have been in trouble with the law in some forms of fashion. About 60% of the young men that are in that program are on probation. So uh, the other are... The others are just uh, young men that are just trying to make a change in their life. They've been around, um, you know, drugs, uh, violence, uh, gangs. And so this program just gives them a good foundation, something to be involved in. It's like a league. Right. And part of the league is, uh, you know, they play basketball, which is at night, which is a uh, uh, really a, a prime time for crime, pretty much. And so this league gives them an opportunity to do something um, other than that. And... 
uh, what's really good about the league is that they have workshops that they can go to that help them with life skills, cope with certain situations. Uh, education is, is a, a huge component of what we do, vocational skills. Um, but basically just life skills, trying to make each individual a better person. And so um, it's, it's a great program, and uh, it's been around for uh, a little over 14 years now. And it was started by Jerry Colangelo. Right. Okay, that, that's, that's awesome, man. Yeah. Guys, uh, and you hit the nail on the head as far as the, the crime rate and the time things happen, especially yeah. at night. Mm-hmm. I know uh, myself, and I know Coach B and Ken, we love playing basketball at night. We <laughs> yeah. play basketball all. We play all night long uh, as, as we growing up. Yeah. But um, you know, most times it was there was trouble out there. But right. I, a lot of my friends, I still call my friends, but they've been in trouble mm-hmm. because they taught me some life skills just by looking at what they've done right. and saying, "Well, if he 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 did this. I'm thinking this guy going to college. He's such a great athlete." But then he does this and get in trouble. I'm saying, okay, so I don't want to go this way. Mm-hmm. If, I don't, if I don't do that, I don't get in trouble. Right. Uh, but with the life skills, mm-hmm. which a lot of kids uh, don't have, they, they're more susceptible to get in trouble. And if you can keep a kid in the gym, if you can keep a kid uh, uh, having making the right decision, that, that's a positive for everybody. Because yeah. I don't buy into this right here. And uh, I have a foundation, too, the Kwame Lassa Foundation. And if you guys want, I can put that on my foundation so it can always click and go straight to you guys. Uh, but... I don't. I have a problem with this. The um, the kids are our future, and and yeah. the kids are not our future until you prepare them for the future. So right. I, I really don't believe they are until guys like you guys, uh, um, Shannon Smith, Ross Hamilton, uh, Ken, uh, Ken Williams, um, ATL Ken, uh, mm-hmm. Rich. I hang around these guys because they care about other people, right? And they do the right things around other people. Yeah. But they're not the future until you prepare them for the future. And I think it's a great idea. Yeah. Um, Ross, you want to elaborate on it a little bit more? Um, yeah, that's. I mean, that's that's powerful right there. Mm-hmm. They're not the future until we can actually give them a future. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of these kids have nothing to look forward to from the life that they come from. All of them, you know, uh, they're they're in the situation where they just have a, a certain you know expectancy of what they're going to be or what they're not going to be. And this, you know, I'm I'm living proof. I was one of the sixty percent who. You know, I went through the the system, went through all the you issues. You like a good guy, man. That, that, this program <laughs> yeah. helps them, huh? Yeah. It yeah. does. It <laughs> does. This is what it does when you, when yeah, you come yeah, out of it. Exactly, yeah. yeah. I'm a living testament to it. I mean, um, you know, at a young age, got caught up in, in the, the – the uh, street situation, you know, and um, that's, went see that's crazy, man. Cause I'm looking at this guy; he seems like a real good guy, oh, he's, and you know, but you, it takes something like that to, right. bring, it does. to bring the best out exactly. of you. Exactly, and that's that's what it was about is is being able to you know come out and go to that type of organization, the people that it surrounded me with. That was the most powerful thing, you know. I was I was able to you know, despite what was going on in life, despite the pressures, I was always able to come to the Night Hoops program and have those people around me that were helping me out and okay. and they'd reach out to me outside of basketball you know they right. became mentors they became friends um and so it just really gave me an opportunity to start to develop and start to really focus in on the class and, and what it's teaching and over the years you know when you stay with it it just kind of becomes a part of you and now it's just about giving back right i hear yeah. that man and i think it's always about giving back i, I tell you um I, I have a guy on the line seth Jordan. seth are you on I'm here, man. Uh, this guy, Seth Joyner, um, this is how I learned to play football. But this is also how I learned not to do crazy things out in the street uh, because these guys were professional. And, and when I came into the National Football League, he was here with Clyde Simmons, uh, Eric Hill. He was here with uh, Aeneas Williams. And I'm, I'm like, I came into the right place. I think if I would have went anywhere else, and this is, this is God's the truth, not because Seth on the line. <laughs> I don't know if I would have been the same football player. I, I am good. But 
You're Le- right. Learning for the... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you hating at the highest level. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Tired of hearing you. <laughs> but, but learning from some guys who, who, who's who been there yeah. and done that. And Seth mm-hmm. does has a, a Super Bowl ring, so he's been in the league. He's, he studies the game, man. So a guy who's... Seth, you was involved with this program last year? Yes, yeah, could, absolutely. Could you, fantastic, uh, fantastic program. I came in on the tail end of what you guys were talking about, but, you know... Um, I think um, you know if you've if you've been around long enough, you know some of these issues. And I don't know exactly how the conversation got started. You know, like I said, I came in on the tail end, but you know, um, you know, my foundation does some of the same things. You know, you, Kwame, you hit it right on the head. You know, kids have to be prepared. You know, and they either get prepared at home, you know, or they're going to have to, you know, mentor somewhere out there. You know, that picks them up and shows them the right way to go, the right roads to travel. You know, when I came into the league, it was only natural for me to pay it more to, to guys like yourself because when I came into the league, I had a mentor like that myself. And had he not been there, I probably wouldn't have played 13 years in the league because he opened my eyes to a lot of things, you know, taught me how to prepare, taught me how to, you know, go about my business, the places I should go, the places I shouldn't go, the people I should hang around with, the people I shouldn't hang around with, and all the things that I needed to do he said, if you want to have a long career, do this, this, and this. That's essential, you know, because you're talking about, you know, a lot of kids come into sports, whether it's collegiate or whether it's on a professional level, you know, and they don't have the home foundation. I had the home foundation, but sometimes, you know, when you get away from, you know, your parents, you know, who've given you a good foundation, if you've been fortunate enough to have that, you kind of you kind of get off track a little bit. You, you, you're around some influences, some people, and some things, you know, that can really throw you completely off track. Um, and you need that guiding force, you know, somewhere along the way to get you back on track. Right. Yeah. I, I think that's outstanding, man. Like I said, he's one of the guys that, you know, you come up, you just that's a life skill in itself and him being a part of it. Because I know I've done uh, his foundation work. Seth, you want to put uh, mention your foundation? Yeah, we've had, we have the, the Joyner Walker Foundation, and we do a life skills and financial literacy program for high school um, sophomore, juniors, and seniors. Um, we're at joinawalkerfoundation.org. Um, like many other foundations, we're struggling a little bit right now, but, you know, I feel like um, our mission is much greater than the economy right now, and um, sooner or later, you know, things will turn around, and, um, you know, we'll we'll be back on track doing the things, you know, that we really want to do, but, you know, it's, it's just essential. You know, it's essential that, that kids get the information that, you know, foundations like ours have to present to them is it's essential, to, you know, to their growth and to their future because a lot of a lot of kids don't have, you know, the home foundation um, to show them, you know, where to go and how to do things and how they should live life. And, and, and honestly, it's really no fault of their parents um, because the parents can only give what they've been given. You know, if they haven't been right. taught certain things, if they don't have, you know, that foundation that they needed when they were kids, how can you pass it on to your own kids? So, you know, when you when you meet with any level of success, there's a lot that's required of you, you know, too much to to whom much is given, much is required. You know, you must pay it forward. You must give, you know, what's been given to you in order for um, that next generation to thrive and succeed as well. Right. And, Seth, we'll keep uh, shouting your uh, foundation and, and and what you have going on out here, uh, regardless if you call in or not. That's I mean, that's just you hit the nail on the head. You always got to pay it forward. See, it's, it's 
if you don't believe it works, it's guys like us sitting right here now. Somebody had to show me something how to do it, uh, and that's what I'm doing with my foundation. You guys, uh, Ross, you came up in the program, and mm-hmm. and I wouldn't be I wouldn't know that if you didn't say it. Uh, <laughs> but so it's always a good thing, man. Yeah. Uh, we're gonna talk about this Sweet Dream Sons Hoop Night again on a fourth segment. We're gonna come up with that. I know some want to talk about some stuff about some jewelry, uh, Capri jewelry or something, because the fake one she has on, she needs to stop right here. Uh, Seth Jones, I appreciate you, man. Uh, this is Kwame Lots of Sports. Sometime Rich with Ken from the ATL Show. We'll be back in about two minutes. Are you ready to go green? You've asked, and we've heard you. Voice America presents the Green Talk Network. Environmental topics are at the forefront of our society, and the Green Talk Network is here to keep you up to date on the latest trends and new innovations for the eco-conscious lifestyle. We'll help promote a variety of ideas on the environment, from global warming issues to how you can become more eco-friendly in your daily activities. Be a part of the solution, not the problem. Visit the Green Talk Network page on voiceamerica.com and tune in to help spread the green. Get ready to go inside the minds and behind the scenes with the top professional athletes, celebrities, and music entertainers. It's a sports show like no other. Keeping it real. Keeping it real with former NFL wide receiver Jarris McIntyre is real talk with in-depth interviews, topical discussions, and a whole lot of comedy. You'll hear from the entertainers, the athletes, and the fans. Keeping it real. Keeping it real with Jarris McIntyre is broadcast live every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. It's all Arizona, all over the world. If you're a local Arizona high school sports fan or if you're a transplanted fan somewhere else in the world, have we got a show for you. The first Internet sports radio talk show focusing solely on high school sports is The Coach's Corner with Scott Lovely. Tune in to talk about your favorite teams, players, or coaches. It's 100% Arizona high school sports coverage and a little bit more. Tune in Mondays at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern to the Voice America Sports Channel. We some hard hitters. We some hard hitters. Hard hitting radio is a new kind of sports and entertainment show. Your hosts are NFL veterans Mark McMillan and co-host Byron Evans. It's an hour of hater-free radio every week. You'll hear interviews with top athletes, celebrities, coaches, and fans. It's humor, hits, and conversation. Hard Hitting Radio is on with McMillan and Evans. Listen Fridays at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Network. Internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. Welcome back to the Kwame Lasky Sports. Sometime Rich with Ken from the ATL show. We're going to come back with a minute, Ken. We still have in the studio. Assistant Executive Director Shannon Smith and uh, Ross Hamilton. We have some uh, gym manager, general manager, depends on how you look <laughs> at it. Uh, <laughs> and Sami Sakanel. We also still have on the line is uh, Seth Joyner. Appreciate you hanging on. But we're going to come right into a, a minute with Ken and then we'll talk about that. In the fourth segment, I want to talk about something uh, you guys have going on uh, yes. this week. Yep. All right, Ken. Hey, minute with Ken today. Hey, I got some names I want to throw out there since the media want to start 
earlier in the year, talking about it again, the Heisman race. Mm. Ryan Mallett, Kellen Clemens, Mark Ingram, Denard Robinson, Terrell Pryor. Okay, these are early preseason favorites, but what about shout-outs to the guys out there that's not getting no recognition? Quarterback, TCU, Tim Dalton out there. Uh, Michael James out of uh, Oregon. This man just ran for 14 rushes, 227 yards, and two touchdowns. Andrew Luck up in Stanford, 17 of 22, four touchdowns. See, here we go this time of year when the media got their preseason favorites, and they're going to run these names all the way through the season without getting any clout to the guys out there with no names, no school names, that's not getting any recognition at all, that deserves to be at the front of the line of all these players. Ryan Mallett, Kellen Clemens, Mark Eagle. Yeah, they some good players from last year, but what about this year? This is another reason why I think the Heisman Trophy consideration should not even come about until the end of, of the season, into the postseason where they go. The award shouldn't even be given out until the, after the BCS championship. What's your guys' take on that? You know what? I, I agree with you. Um, I, I think you should wait. They, they've already kind of put it back in Mark Ingram's hand because uh, he won it last year. I, I don't know if it's his to lose, but I think – each year is a different year. It goes on the uh, the stats for this year, not the stats for last year. Uh, a lot of teams, a lot of guys get it from what they build up from their freshman year on. So they they get into their junior or senior year, and they go back and just say, "Well, this guy's been doing it since his freshman and sophomore year. Um, he's accumulated so much yards, so many touchdowns. He get the Heisman." But I think is um, is based on that year of your play, uh, whether you should get it or not, if you outplayed everybody else. Um, that's just my opinion on. It. I also, you know, found out like teams like, let's say Michigan State goes undefeated. Let's say uh, Oregon goes undefeated. They can't play for a national championship because they're not even in the rankings. Uh, and I think that's somewhat crazy. It depends on who's ranking and where they put these guys in the preseason rankings. Um, I go to coach. What you think about it? Well, my my thought process on that is, yeah, those if anybody goes undefeated, yeah, they're not ranked yet because the BCS doesn't come out to what week eight. Um, the rankings come out by week eight, mid the first of November. So, you know, right now, it's, they, it's the media, what they're doing, they're hyping up everything. The same way they're hyping up the NFL, they're hyping up the race for the pennants. That's their job to hype up, hype up, hype up. Yes, Mark Ingram, I guess because he won it last year, he's a forerunner. But to me, personally, I think Ryan Mallett is probably the best candidate out there for the Heisman because um, he's a complete quarterback. You know, he, he, he went in last week in Georgia and came back and won that game uh, with his arm. You know, again, he, he is a Michigan alum. He went to Michigan for his first two years. Um, but I just think that now is a little too early. We got to see how everything shakes out within conferences. You know, the SEC, the the Big 12, the oh, the new Big 12, the old Big 12, the Pac-10. Let's see what happens before we start anointing people Heisman trophies. Well, let me ask uh, uh, Seth this. Uh, Seth, you can speak on that. But at the same time, let me ask you this: If the quarterback throws for 3,500 yards in the season, and the receiver has about 1,500 of those yards, and he catches them in double coverage, who gets the Heisman trophy? The quarterback or the receiver? And you could talk about that minute with Ken Self, and then and if you can answer that or elaborate on that. Well, Kwame, you know that the quarterback is always going to get, you know, when when the team does well, the quarterback's going to get more credit than he deserves. When it, when the team is doing bad, you know, he's going to take more of the blame right. um, than, than, is, than is necessary. So, you know, the quarterback is always going to be the first option. I, I think if you go back and look at the Heisman, how many wide receivers can you say, have ever really won a Heisman. If he had a great year for all intents and purposes, his quarterback has probably had a great year, and that's going to overshadow, you know, his year. Um, as far as as far as the the, the Heisman is concerned, it really is. You know, you got to understand they've got to have the Heisman hype. You know, that's what makes it you know exciting. 
you know, now you, you brought up some names, um, you know, some guys from the Pac-10. You know, those guys in the Pac-10, Oregon, Oregon is probably the only team out of the Pac-10 that's probably going to have an opportunity to be in the top ten, you know, at the end of the year when it's all said and done. Right. And, and the Heisman is an award to the best player in the, in the, in the country that basically, you know, is the most valuable player to his team. So, for all intents and purposes, you know, every year, basically, you know, the top candidates are teams that are in the national championship picture. You know, or you got a guy that, like a Dominican Sue last year that's just tearing it up, you know, and you got to give him his props. But, you know, all things being equal, um, I think that, you know, a guy like Mark Ingram, yeah, he's going to be there because he's a past winner and his team is certainly going to be, you know, in the picture. Um, I think some of these guys are going to start falling by the wayside, you know, once you start conference play and some of these teams start knocking each other off. But I think at the end of the day, you've got to have the hype, and I think it's always going to boil down to, you know, that guy, you know, who's who's playing a significant role in, in his team's ability to win, and his team is somewhere in that national championship picture. You know, it, it really wouldn't even surprise me to see the kids, you know, the quarterback more from Boise State sneaking the pitcher somewhere along the way. You know, even though they got a cream puff schedule, you know, they're ranked high. And because they're ranked high, he's going to get exposure. And his numbers continue to grow and, and, and become substantial. If they can figure out a way to, to get themselves in that national championship game at the end of the year, then he's going to be a Heisman. He's going to be a, a, a significant player, you know, in the Heisman Award. Right. I, I can only think of uh, one receiver that my, maybe uh, maybe two it was Tim Brown mm-hmm. and uh, Desmond Hi- uh, Howard mm-hmm. that they got the Heisman Trophy, but it was a whole lot of what they did on special teams. It wasn't, Absolutely. yeah, it's a whole lot of what they the punt Absolutely. returns and the kick returns. So their value was greatly you know increased because not only were they doing it on the offensive side of the ball, but what they meant to their team from a special team standpoint, the returns, the right. field position and things of that nature, you know, so it just heightens it that much more. That's why I think that, you know what, the Heisman, is, yeah, it's a big award, a big individual award, but at the same time, you know, you can be tearing it up and your team is losing. You're not going to get the recognition. That's just the way it is. If you're not in the, if you're not in the national championship mix, if you're not in the mix, right. then it's going to be hard for you to get the recognition that's necessary, you know, to... to throw you, you know, in that com- in that Heisman conversation. But if you're a major player and your team is in that mix, then you're going to get some you're going to get some looks. You're going to get some looks because, you know, the national media is is who hypes it. You know, that's what they do from game 1 of the college season to the end of the season. They're going to be they're, they're looking at who's doing what. They're hyping the players on teams that are doing well and just as long as those top 5 or 6 guys, you know, that are preseason favorites are winning and they're putting up numbers, they're going to be the front runner. So why isn't Michigan there? This man, Denard Robinson, is leading the nation in rushing as a quarterback and is still accounting for over 80% of the offense for Michigan. And the writers, the media, won't even rank Michigan. Yeah, they're going to go up against Michigan State and and they're going to go up against uh, uh, OU. And, of course, they might, might or maybe not, they might lose those games, but still – isn't the Heisman Trophy given to the best player, overall player, that does the most for his team? This man is leading the team in rushing and passing and accounts for 80% of the offense. 
to me, that man right there deserves to get this Heisman Trophy. And just like Mark Ingram as a sophomore won it, why not Denor Robinson? It's the week well, three, I, Ken. It's week I three. Think. Week three, Ken. Remember, week three, he's leading the nation, yes. Well, who has Michigan played? Notre Dame, nobody. I mean, I'm a Michigan fan. Everybody knows that. I like my Wolverines. But, again, Denard Robinson has a lot more to prove. He had opportunities last year to prove it, and he didn't. Now it's his, it's his show with, Trey, with Forcier on the bench. Now if he can stay healthy and get them the way they need to go to, that's fine. That's great. But, again, it all has to do with Rich Rodriguez in Michigan. So you said if he don't put the numbers up, he's not getting it regardless of what he did last year. He didn't prove his point last year. I thought he the Heisman well, was he just – He wasn't the full-time quarterback last year. It was Forcier. Again, like I'm telling you, again, he had opportunities last year to, to bench Forcier. He didn't do it. This year is his show from the get-go. Let's see how he goes through the early part of the schedule. Let's see how he plays against Michigan State, the Northwesterns, the Iowas, the Penn States. Let's see how he does that. The Oklahoma, I think you see the Oklahoma, right? Michigan and Oklahoma um, later on in the season? Yeah, let's see yeah. how he plays against these, these other formidable foes before we anoint him anything. Now, granted, yes, he is leading well, Michigan's offense, the, at, but at, what at, else do they have? At least give them the hype right now, because that's what it is about. Like like Seth said earlier, they have. It, it is the hype. You got to give this guy the hype right now, and whether he pans out to be the winner or not, or he be invited down to uh, uh, in New York, then then it's well deserved for him to get the hype right now. That's all you heard about last week with Denard Robinson in Michigan after they beat Notre Dame. That's all you heard about. Yeah. Well, well, we also I heard more about Mark Ingram in one game, third game of the season. We even heard about Mark Ingram first two games in the synchro- in the, in the because season. Because he won it last year. That's why I heard about Mark Ingram. Well, you heard about Mark Ingram. He didn't even play in the first game. Yeah. He was talking the about the <laughs> But he's the ex Heisman. He won it last year, and he's playing again in college That's football. But see, I, see my, thing, my thing with real awards and stuff like that, if they are awards for this year, then let it be this year. What he did last year is great. I mean, taking nothing away from this guy, and he won a national championship uh, at Alabama. We going off this year. The first game start, and you start keeping the score from the, from that first game until the last game, and see where he pans out. See where his team pans out. It's not a lot of Heisman. Those days are gone where you have a losing team and you still win the Heisman. Those days True. are gone. I think the basic Denard Robinson is on the Heisman radar right now. I think that the media is just foreseeing that there's no way with him accounting for 80 to 85 percent of their offensive production that he can maintain that throughout the rest of the season i think the media is resigning themselves to the fact that there's going to come a point in time once they enter um league play that they're going to lose some games and he's going to come back to reality and once that happens he's just going to vanish from all heisman consideration but he's on the radar right now they can't help but not to he's the most productive you know offensive weapon in college football right now bar none and, and I like to see um, a guy like him maintain throughout the year. That's why I was a fan of uh, Boise State. Made me a fan of their team when they was winning all those games. Now they did have a soft schedule, but they was you was asking those kids to go out there and win, do not lose a game, win every game, and they did that for years. Now they finally getting in the picture and end up beating Virginia Tech at home. So when Virginia Tech loses to somebody like James Madison, they say, "Well." Um, is this team soft or not, or is this team for real? It's just because Virginia Tech lost. Now, I like teams. I like to see him maintain that type of eighty uh, percent offense, or maybe get down to sixty percent, and other guys step up. And like, like I like to see Boise State play for a national championship at some point. Uh, we got uh, thirty seconds to break. Actually, we don't need to take a break. Really, we can go into. Uh, I want to go into the coach's corner, but I want to talk more. Um, sweet dreams. 
I want to talk yes. about the Sweet Dreams. Uh, was you guys have something going on this week? Uh, yes, t- it's uh, on Thursday um, at seven o'clock, S- September twenty third. September twenty third at the uh, W. Scott Still, and it's uh, one of our fundraising events. We do uh, several fundraising events throughout the year. This is our uh, first event and Sweet Dreams, and then we also have uh, celebrity waiters, and then we have a couple other events that we do. Uh, in conjunction with the Phoenix Suns, uh, which is Celebrity Shootout, and then we have a, a pre-party, which is called Celebrity Affair, which is also at the W Hotel. But this Sweet Dreams event is a, it'll be an awesome, awesome event that we have, um, and uh, we're having uh, quite a few folks come out. Um, we have, geez, close to I believe last year we had over 1,500 people come out to this event, mm-hmm. and uh, this year we're expecting the same, and it's a uh, it, it'll be a great. Um, event and it helps us raise funds for our program and it's a really key to uh, success so oh, that'd be good uh mm-hmm. so i need to get my hard bottoms on in the little sports yeah. <laughs> and uh i know it's on september 23rd uh 2010 summertime begins the sweet dreams uh into the fall say good night to the summer at the w scottsdale and celebrate the third annual sweet dreams charity event relax and mingle poolside at wet what's the wet wet is our uh, upstairs uh it's like uh, you know W has their fancy names for everything. Yeah, so. the wet the wet means something. But uh, let me finish, <laughs> let me finish this up. Wet at a W Scottsdale spectacular rooftop uh, pool. Sip exquisite liberations. Oh, I'm sorry, libations. Libation. And uh, and don't correct me on the air, please. <laughs> oh, and enjoy a taste of sweet samplings. Here's the deal. Seriously, I'm, I'm messing with this guy. Ticket prices: individual tickets fifty dollars. VIP tickets one hundred and fifty dollars. Sweet table sponsors fifteen hundred. Sweet cabana uh, partners three thousand. Sweet event partners five thousand. And and call in. Um, you can purchase a ticket and sponsor online at www.sunsnightshoops.org slash backslash tickets or call six zero two four five two five five one five for more information. Uh, I'm definitely gonna try to get out there. And Suns yeah. Nights Hoops. It's Suns N I T E Hoops dot org forward slash tickets you so phone is ridiculous (laughs) 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 or or you can buy tickets um at the event um and for a sweet table sponsor you get 10 vip tickets you get a free bottle and you get a table so you don't have to be squished in like uh sardines and that's sam socks she's on the board of the uh so I'm speak a little bit you're on the board one of the board of directors for the Suns. yes i'm a board member okay board member i'm sorry and Ooh, we'll us board member. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, over top the pool, we'll be having a Cirque du Soleil type of performance. It's going to be awesome. Yeah. I'm so gonna it's a type of generic Cirque du Soleil. Can't can you better get on that Southwest and come on, boy? <laughs> hey, that's, is that the event you're gonna be doing the celebrity waiter thing for? Uh, no, celebrity waiters uh, coming up uh, around the corner. So okay. working on the date for that. Okay, well, let me know because Kwame said he ain't doing celebrity waiting last week, but he said he'd do some celebrity dishwashing up. <laughs> <laughs> hey, if I can, if they catch me from eating and running, I might have to wash dishes. So <laughs> I don't know. They got to catch me first. <laughs> that's only for, only for bad news. People eat and run. <laughs> that's how we do it in Virginia, Coach. You got a little. Um, uh, we're still on top of that, and uh, and definitely everything you have involved coming up yep. upcoming events let me know you can always come in the studio appreciate that um and uh or you can call in it doesn't matter man let's let's Will get do. it out there Thank i you. think what you guys are doing 
as far as the uh, Suns Night Hoops and getting these guys life skills, uh, uh, educational, uh, mm-hmm. putting their background back together, giving them a second chance at life, I think is awesome. So uh, anytime you want to uh, come on, we, we definitely have you on. I appreciate it. Yeah, I also you. wanted We're to mention at. that um, we'll be raffling off um, two-carat diamond ring or diamond pendant by Capri Jewelers, which is a locally owned uh, jewelry store. Four locations, AZ Mills, um, Chandler Mall, Arrowhead, or Desert Sky. Um, How much the raffle tickets? They're five for twenty dollars, so it's very inexpensive. So if you're coming to this awesome event, be sure to buy some raffle tickets for your chance to win a two carat diamond ring or pendant, and to support the Sunlight Hoops organization. Okay, awesome. That's great. Yeah. All right. Appreciate it. Thank oh, you no very problem. Much for yeah, thank you for having yeah. us. And no problem yeah. anytime. That's for real. And I didn't know Ross Hamilton was a hardhead. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Had to learn the hard way. That's, that's yeah. good, man. You, like I said, man, like what you guys are doing, what Seth has always done, uh, as long as I've known him, uh, mm-hmm. I think it's great, man. And that's why and I, I really believe, like my grandparents, my grandparents raised me uh, for the most part. Mm-hmm. They were always giving and giving and giving. Whether they had it or not, it was giving. So I think that's why, and you get around a certain people like you guys and Seth Joyner, and, and watch you guys do what you do. That's why it's easy for us, myself, Ken Williams in um, ATL in Atlanta, and yeah. Coach B, Rich, Rich Britt, he's in Virginia, Northern Virginia. That's why everything we do is we stay around kids and try to make them bo- uh, better role models, better uh, students of, the, of life, yeah. I should say. Um, I really believe that the kids are not the future until you prepare them for the future. So, and I, and I, I applaud you guys on that, man. Definitely come in anytime, seriously. Um, Absolutely. And we, we get much. it on the air. We put it out there. Seth, I, I will keep uh, putting your stuff out there, too. Well, Definitely. I appreciate it, man. You know, I, I, <laughs> the point that you make about, you know, preparing kids for the future, um, you know, you, you look at Royce's in, in studio there with you, mm-hmm. you know, and just looking at him, you wouldn't know. Not at all. About the things you know that that one person you know could possibly go through, but you know I, I think also you know some of our greatest triumphs you know come out of our out of, out of our struggles. You know when you look at you know kids who grow up with a sense of entitlement that have everything. You know they don't know what it is to struggle, and that's what that's why you know I think they have such a hard time you know succeeding when they grow up with a silver spoon in their mouth. They don't know what hard work is. They don't know what it is to go without. They don't know what it is to eat those mayonnaise sandwiches and things, things of that nature. Mm. Um, mm. And, and, and when you grow up like that, it, it it wells up inside of you a sense of, you know, of desire. You want to you want to succeed, but kids have to be given, you know, that that pathway, that blueprint on how to succeed. Right. You know, just because you come from humble beginnings doesn't mean that you have to remain in humble beginnings if you're willing to make the necessary changes. But it's our job because we've been blessed with so much to to be an example. You know, I'm 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 going into motivational speaking right now, man, because you know I think you do a good a job good, at it. To be yeah. a, good, yeah. to be a yeah. good motivational speaker, I think you have to have a story. And man, do I have a story? You know, from you know from my life as a kid, you know, through the process of trying to get from you know having nothing to to get to the NFL, and then once you get there, you know, what do you do with it when you get there? Um, so that process, you know, is a story that needs to be told because everybody's going through something. Everybody's struggling with something. And out of that struggle is born, you know, all of your successes. And I just think that, you know, when you look at great people, they've come from something. They've gone through something. They've come from somewhere. 
you know, and it's their responsibility to go back and show those who are struggling, those who are trying to find their way, those who haven't had the parents that could give them the background, it's their responsibility to reach back and pick those people up and show them, you know what, hey, if I could accomplish this and overcome all the things that I overcame, then you know what, you can do the same. And I'm going to show you, I'm going to give you the blueprint, and I'm going to, I'm going to direct you, I'm going to mentor you in how to do it. You know, and, and really at the end of the day, that's what life is all about. It ain't about the cars and the blings and all the other things, you know, that you think. You know, if you live long enough, you realize, you know, that those things really don't mean anything. You know, the, the, the joy and the happiness that you find in life, you find in, you know, being able to help somebody else succeed, help someone, help some, someone else overcome some of the same obstacles you have. And, and that's, that's, you know, for me, you know, what life is all about now is just, is just helping kids, man, helping them see that the life is their, is their oyster. And they can have whatever they want. They're willing to put forth the work. Hey, Seth, if someone wanted to contact you for you to speak, what would be that information? It'll be on a website, probably, uh, wouldn't it? Join well, a Walker I mean, they Foundation. Can, they, can, they can contact me, you know, um, at join a Walker, Seth at joinawalker dot com um, dot org. Let me get that right. Seth at joinawalker dot org. Um, and I'm open for you know everything from you know speaking to kids to um, you know, speaking on the corporate level, you know, I've got a package for everything, but my greatest joy really comes from speaking to kids, you know, because, because of the platform that I've been blessed with, you know, you play professional football, you get a Super Bowl ring. When I walk into a room with a bunch of young kids, you know, and they know who I am and what I've done, and I show that Super Bowl ring, now I've got their attention. Once I've got their attention, I can take them where I want to take them. I can get my message across with someone who really doesn't have that type of platform. It's a little more difficult. So my greatest pleasure, my greatest joy is being able to, you know, give these kids my experiences and and teach them what I've learned in my 45 years, you know. But at the other end of the spectrum, hey, you know, there's an application for it over on the corporate side as well. You know, and big business, you know, pays to bring in athletes to talk about, you know, leadership and team building and peak peak performance and things of that nature because it requires it we've lived that our entire lives a lot of us don't even realize it but we've embodied that if you become successful in sports you know you you understand you know how business works as well it's just a matter of taking what you learn on the football field and applying it in business and applying it in life because those 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 um those things run parallel courses and that's why businesses bring athletes in you know who know how to know how to communicate it can intellectualize it and can speak it in a, in a in a way that they understand that's why they bring you in because they they're inspired by what the things that you've accomplished and they know that you understand how those things work especially um, especially if you've been in a team building situation they know how they want to get their team together they want to build that corporation uh, a guy who's won a Super Bowl obviously know how to play within the team and get the job done as an individual yeah uh, no I, yeah. absolutely absolutely because you know any 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 team that wins anything of any significance you know they play together you look at the teams that don't thrive those are the teams that don't right. play together alright um, <laughs> so we're going to take off man that's the end of the show I appreciate my guests Thank Assistant you. Executive Director <laughs> Shannon N. Smith, Royce Hamilton, Gym Amen. Manager, Board Member Sami Sock, uh, always Ken from the ATL, always Coach B, Richard Britt, 
Jeff Jordan, I appreciate you, man. As Thanks, always, Seth. man. Uh, good looking out, man. For a new name. This is the uh, Kwamalasa of the Sports. Sometime Rich with Ken from the ATL show. We will see you guys next week. Check out our fan page on Facebook. Join that. Sign in. We also have stories up iTunes. there. Rich, stop talking when I'm talking, Rich. <laughs> All right, fellas. Appreciate you, man. Thanks for tuning in this week. Come back next Tuesday at noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific Time, for another edition of Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk on the Voice America Sports Network. again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the voice america sports channel for more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest please visit VoiceAmericasports.com. the voice america talk radio network is the worldwide leader in live internet talk radio visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.